Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is John McCormick, who's been doing some interesting digging with the numbers on the Senate. Here we are on the verge of the election, John. What can you tell us about what the uh, margins, these tight, tight margins that Republicans have in these competitive races mean for Tuesday? Uh, well, you know, we see a lot of uncertainty right now, a lot of races that are very close. And by very close, I mean about three points or less. Uh, if you go back through the, you know, the real clear politics polling averages back to 2004, if you've got a lead of greater than three points, you win almost every single time, basically every single time. If it's less than three points, it's much, much more uncertain. You've got a lot of examples like Minnesota in 2008, where Al Franken was up nearly three points. He won by a handful of votes after a recount. Harry Reid in 2010 was down by nearly three points. He won by five. Ken Buck again in Colorado, which is another race up this cycle. Uh, he, lost, he was down three. He won by one. Uh, back in 2012, we saw another couple of races that surprised North Dakota and uh, Montana. That was much closer. But so what I'm saying is that you know there can be surprises. Right now, we've got about six races uh, that are within three points. That's uh, Georgia and Kansas, Republican-held seats. Georgia probably going to go to a runoff. Uh, Kansas, the Republican is actually down one. Some people kind of think that maybe people will come back to Pat Roberts, but you don't know at the end of the day. Um, Iowa, Joni Ernst, the Republican, has a slim lead. That's a possible takeover, 1.2 points. Uh, North Carolina, Kay Hagan, uh, she's up 1.6 right now, but you've got a, a decent chunk of people who say they're undecided and another chunk backing this libertarian, Sean Haw. You know, those undecided libertarian votes could break to till us to the end, help them out. Uh, Alaska, very difficult state to poll at all. Uh, the Republicans ahead by 2.2 points there in the average, but again, we haven't had a lot of good polling there. And uh, New Hampshire, uh, Gene Shaheen up a little over, a little under three points over Scott Brown. Uh, Colorado is looking better. You've got uh, Cory Gardner up about 3.6 at my last check, which would seem to be in the safe zone, but you're never quite sure since Colorado was a miss last time. Well, let's just and, stop uh, right there for yeah. a second so, to, to kind of catch up. Well, let's start with the more than six. Or let's go to the more than threes for a second. So mm-hmm. is it safe to say that in Montana, West Virginia, and South Dakota, we're in the plus three margin there? I would say exactly. You're plus okay. three there. You're looking good in Arkansas. You're looking good at a hold in Kentucky with Mitch McConnell. And you're looking pretty solid uh, with Mary Landrieu going down after a runoff in December in Louisiana. So if you just take Colorado, Louisiana, and Arkansas and add that to the three, the Republicans take the Senate right there. Boom. Yeah, if you don't lose Kansas, you don't lose Georgia. you got to keep that in mind. But, yeah, so, I mean, all the odds makers right now are saying better than 50%, you know, 60%, 70%. I think that's all right. I'm just now, saying, now you let know, me ask you one in three odds aren't that bad. Because you, so. you, you uh, went back and looked at these poll numbers. There's been a lot of uh, grousing by certain unnamed uh, Weekly Standard podcast hosts um, that the Republicans ought to be walking away with these races with President Obama's numbers so low, with the Democrats running really not – they're stepping, you know, in, on their own toes again and again. Uh, President Obama did it today, as you pointed out in the Weekly Standard, with a really dumb comment about we don't want women choosing to stay home and raise their own kids. It was just really bad. And uh, of course, um, Mary Landrieu calling her own voters racist and sexist in Louisiana. And yet, all these races are so tight. You've looked back though at the data. Are is this an unusually close year or have people just forgotten how close the polls were because when election day comes around what usually happens is somebody wins by you know three four five six points and that's that 
I would say it's on the the higher end of uncertain race. You know, back in 2008, there were only two, Georgia and Minnesota, that were within three points on election day. So you had a pretty good idea how things were going to end up. Uh, You know, there was some more uncertainty. There were maybe five in 2010 and five races in 2012 that were close, and they ended up breaking, you know, in a similar direction. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's really up in the air. But as you pointed out, you know, it, it really isn't the best it could be for Republicans. I mean, Minnesota and Virginia, if uh, th- those are states that should be very tight, but they're not. It looks like in the polls that Al Franken, of all people, is going to walk away with this. And in Virginia, um, Ed Gillespie's closing, but uh, he's still got some ground to make up. It looks like a, a tough race for him. So why is it then, do you think, at watching the uh, swings that we saw in 2006 and in 2010, that this year with, I mean, I, I can't imagine things were worse for President Bush in 2006 than they are for President Obama today. And one of your, uh, uh, one of the folks you and I both know at uh, Real Career Politics, Sean Trendy, who puts these numbers together, he points out that there's this almost ironclad relationship between a presidential approval rating and how his party's Senate candidates fare. What, what do you think is going on that's kind of overriding that trend? Well, 2014, I mean, we still could have a 2010 year, but I think that what 2006 and 2010 had in common is that voters were able to vote against, uh, you know, a, a party that controlled both Congress and the White House. You know, Republicans controlled both the House, the House of Senate and the White House in 2006. Democrats had complete control uh, back in 2010. And so, you know, there wasn't much of a, a choice. It was just, I'm not for what that is. But now you have Republicans in the House who aren't terribly popular. Uh, you know, the government shut down, spending cuts might not be so popular. And so I think that there could be a little, you know, you know, the undecided voters who don't like Obama, but yet they see the House Republicans, not too happy what's going on there. Uh, they might just not show up on election day. And that's what, you know, Sean Trendy has said. If these people don't show up, Democrats have a better than expected day. Uh, Republicans end up disappointed from what could have been. And so using your three-point margin, you mentioned that there are two Republican seats that are clearly in danger, uh, Georgia and Kansas. Uh, but there are also some other Democratic seats we didn't really mention. For example, New Hampshire. Uh, mm-hmm. Gene Shaheen is within that uh, margin, right? Exactly. Gene Shaheen in, in New Hampshire and Kay Hagan in North Carolina, both within three points. The polling has been, you know, very, kind of all over the place in New Hampshire. Just one out last night showed uh, Shaheen up eight, and then we've got other polls showing the race tied. So, you know, some pollsters are uh, going to have some egg on their face after Election Day. So um, the goal is to get above three. So many of these races are so close and they're not there. Based on uh, what you're seeing from looking at the campaigns, from uh, you know, hearing from Republican, Democratic activists, whatever, you know, insider types in D.C., where do you see the momentum going? Because every time I see a story that says, oh, the Republicans have momentum, another spate of polls come out showing that races where they should be widening are narrowing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, not to be a chicken expletive, uh, as, as is the popular word of the week. Um, but, you know, I just I see I see signs that it could go both ways. You know, Sean Trendy had a great piece, you know, talking about the two different scenarios. All it takes is when, when races are within three points, you just need a break. You know, if the polls are off by one point in favor of the Democrats, then you're going to see 55 Republican senators. Well, if they're off by a couple points in favor of the Republicans right now, well, you know, Republicans might not even take the Senate. Uh, so, you know, a lot of uncertainty out there, but I mean, I, I do see the fundamentals as being a pro-Republican year, that the president is unpopular and, you know, voters should break at the end against him. If they do show up there, they should break against the president. Um, so I am probably, you know, on net 
more likely to say that Republicans are going to have a great year than a terrible year, but there's a lot of uncertainty to repeat myself. One last, yeah, and so, since you're repeating yourself, we're going to move on to something, um, which is the quality of the campaigns and the candidates. Uh, I've There's been a lot of talk, at least, like I'm in Georgia, and I've also been following the North Carolina race pretty closely, that, you know, these Democrats are running great campaigns, and that's why they're being uh, competitive. And, and I agree that they're running good campaigns, but there it's... They're getting, you know, they're they're taking as much as they're getting, particularly because Obama's so unpopular. I wonder if there's, if this is not part of the uh, iceberg of the Republican brand problem that's only going to get worse based on current demographics if something doesn't change, starting to show itself that the size of untouchable Democrat vote votes is significantly, you know, is getting has been getting bigger and bigger cycle after cycle, and now it's just so big that. Uh, they're always going to be close races or, or wins for the Democrats. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I think that, you know, the candidate quality is key, and that could explain why, you know, Minnesota and Virginia haven't become competitive like states. You know, Cory Gardner is a great candidate in Colorado. Joni Ernst seems like, you know, if, if God created the perfect Iowa senator out of nothing, he might come up with someone like Joni Ernst, you know, farm girl turned combat veteran, uh, you know, very, you know, personable, very likable. Um, you know, in Minnesota, you've got a business executive, you know, party of the rich at the Republican, you know, problem. And then in uh, in Virginia, I mean, I mean, they just elected McCall, who is a lobbyist and you know has a lot of problems. But Gillespie is getting hit very hard on for for lobbying. You know, there's always ads about him being Enron's lobbyist. Um, you know, and candidate quality could explain too why someone like you know Tom Tillis is suffering in North Carolina. You know, he's the speaker of the unpopular uh, North Carolina House of Representatives, but in Arkansas, someone like Tom Cotton, who's only been in Congress for a couple of years, has a military background, he's really running away with things. You know, there were some stories back over the summer about how, oh, Tom, Till- or Tom Cotton isn't good on the stump, you know, he's wooden. Well, now he's running away with it, so I think that those stories were a bit premature. So final analysis, if you had to bet today, will Republicans control the Senate, and how many seats will they pick up in toto, John McCormick? And we are marking the tape. Uh, I don't like to bet, but if you force me, uh, yes, Republicans take the Senate, and they've got 52 seats. 52. Uh, after, the, after the runoffs. After the runoffs in uh, December in Louisiana and in January in Georgia. How, Georgia. by the way, shades of 2000, we have a uh, 49-50 split with, uh, I'm excuse me, a 50, how, how, how would that work? The, you know, once it comes down to one seat and it's Georgia and it's not decided until January. That's what I'm trying to say here. That that could theoretically happen. It it, it very well could. You know, Georgia's had a lot of demographic shifts. Uh, really, a large growth of African American voters who Republicans need to do a lot better job of uh, winning over. And if if they don't, they're going to have a tough time in Georgia. John McCormick, thanks so much for joining us on the Weekly Standard. We appreciate your time. Thank you. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly with podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.